Kate, Mary! You binge watch your average Netflix show and you just want to talk to someone about it. We need to talk to someone we about Louise. We need to Louis. talk to someone about Louise. <laughs> Kate McMahon, we're back. It's it's sequel time. Oh, how long since you've done a sequel? <laughs> it's been a while because, yeah, it was probably... It would have been I'm thinking like like baby early stuff. baby into mums yeah. and dads maybe yeah, yeah maybe yeah so it's, it's like I'm not wrong here like a sequel is a special treat in Blueyverse right are oh, you for are sure. you feeling like this is so special talking handstand yeah and it was so exciting when we were watching these episodes and being like oh oh it's the continuation of Duck Cake because you don't get that clue until like sort of a bit through the episode really well it's it's almost the big reveal so mm. perhaps we should leave that to the end <laughs> <laughs> I started at the wrong <laughs> but uh yeah handstand um I am excited to talk about this episode just because so many of our probably most dedicated uh got to be done correspondents have got in touch on this one with some amazingly divergent views and there have been a lot of episodes that I feel like divide Bluey fans but this might be the biggest one um, because there are people out there and one of them is Zoe from Bluey Recaps Mm. who cannot stand it. What? Yes. Oh, no, no, no. I think that this is a masterpiece. I love Handstand. Where do you fall? Uh, in furious agreement, as always with you, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the the main complaint about it, I think, is the edginess of it, that it puts people on edge, that it's kind of the the repetition and the not much happening and like uh, where is it going? Guaranteeing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where is it all going? Where Someone please let us know. I don't know. Um, just yeah, it was just so unsettling because yeah, it's not your standard kids' TV narrative, and even for Bluey, it's a bit out there. Mm, no, see, I went total opposite direction, Mary. I really loved that it was. Uh, so subtle that there's not that much dialogue in the whole story and that there's not like this is the narrative and the clear, you know, outcome sort of, you know, because some Bluey stories I feel have like themes and you kind of, you know, you get to sort of have the theme develop over the course of the episode where this one I was just watching and watching it all unfold and you're kind of like where is it going, what's going on, like, yeah, even – just trying to work it all out. Um, one of the things I know a lot of people have been trying to work out about Handstand is how old Bingo is turning. So is she three turning four because we know she's a four-year-old healer or is this her fifth birthday where she has been four and she's turning five? And we did get a very significant clue into the Blue Universe at Supernova over the weekend here in Melbourne where creator Joe Brum uh, did a panel uh, with Dave McCormack, who plays Bandit. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and he said one of the things was they are never going to age the girls. So this has been a burning question for us for a long time. So, Okay. Well, yeah. I wonder if they have 
never going to age the girls past bingo turning five because oh. I, I said we've started, you know, I've started this at the wrong point and spoiler alert yeah. and all, all the <laughs> usual disclaimers that are got to be done puts on things. But the synopsis um, that initially was put on on the episode when it aired on ABC, Ooh. I think said at Bingo's fifth birthday party. No. So, spoiler alert right there. Oh, my because God. Because you don't actually find that out in the episode until the very end. But, um, but okay, that is no longer the description on ABC mm. um, and I don't know about the Disney platforms and everywhere else in the world. Um, but, or actually it might not have even aired in many other places in the world. I think we're still waiting till the end of May, which we're past now, but... Um, but yeah, Disney. Oh no, Dis- I'm not sure where we're up to. <laughs> so the <laughs> Who knows? Goes- it's all but, good. Um, so that synopsis is still on the um, the Bluey fandom wiki, oh. which usually gets its synopsis straight from ABC. Yeah. But the ABC one now just says at a birthday or oh. at a party, not even at a birthday, at a uh- party. So that mm. one is the. Uh, non-spoiler description but I it is ringing bells for me that it was it was included in that first synopsis so I think bingo's five I'm pretty confident so, but do you think because we've had this theory before that maybe the bluey versus like childhood memories and it can go forward and backwards in time do you think that like this is the end point maybe or do you think that we're going to see sort of that up to six sort of growth no I think five and out is where we're <laughs> <laughs> it can be five forever as far as I'm concerned yeah. um but I have another reason for thinking that because beyond what uh Joe Brum said at Supernova there's actually an amazing um interview with him in Vulture magazine mm-hmm. um that's dropped recently and Catherine Van Arendonk who wrote the piece um said Bless you. (laughs) Uh, you. Um, Who wrote the piece said there was so much that she just couldn't get into this huge article. And one of the things was she asked Joe would the girls age as well. Um, Mm -hmm. And he, his, this was a different take on it, but of course the, the actors are growing up. So their voices are aging up. So what do you do in that situation? Um, And Joe explained to Catherine, you've got a number of options. Um, You just keep keep getting the kids to pitch up, but it doesn't sound as real and you can't get away with it. Same as you've gotten away with, for instance, in Pepper Mm. um, Pig, because the girls talk more than your average Pepper Pig. Um, and, you know, switching out actors would obviously be really obvious. Oh, um, no, no, no. no. <laughs> so, so, yeah, the other option is do you age the show up with the kids, set it five years in the future, you know, introduce more younger kids? Um, but, yeah, it's from the answer, Joe Brum has no idea what the plan <laughs> is, <laughs> which is um, enlightening but terrifying for us. <laughs> We need to make plans for the longevity of this podcast. Um, 
But yeah, so tricky. So you can see why everyone else out there is debating it because it sounds like Joe Brum is debating it as well. Yeah. Um, did we want to go through a, f- a bit more of the tidbits from Supernova before we continue with yes, the episode? Yes, let's get into that. Yeah, so um, one of our fans uh, posted on Bluey Fan Club, of which we are members, and they were saying uh, the new season in the works will feature Lackey's mum which very excited about that we finally get to meet um what's her name again Cheryl no uh Sha- oh, Chanel Chanel yes. Sean's yeah. back yes no we're good <laughs> um there's an episode with all four wiggles so we've seen Anthony <gasps> Wiggle as Rusty's dad before but we're going to see all Ooh. four of them which is very exciting and Bluey also gets a birthday so okay yeah well mm, interesting there's also discussion about adding other animals into the bluey universe whether they add in some cats potentially um we were not at this this supernova conversation this is like from facebook but let's put this list together may have just thrown one red herring in there and that for me is the red herring (laughs) as if you could like no just no (laughs) There's 11 points. We've already covered most of them. But um, like Joe Brum mentioned in his interview with us a few weeks ago, they're going to focus a bit more on Bandit's dad in the new season. Apparently they trialled Bingo being a celiac. Uh, Remember when we saw, what episode was it? It was gluten-free, gluten-not-free. Is that um, Daddy Daddy Drop-Off? Yes. So that was that and they haven't followed through with it. So she's back on the wheat. (laughs) Um, and they would like to add more implied non-neurotypical characters, but they won't flat out put diagnoses in there so it's more inclusive. So lovely. So good. And apparently there's an episode with an 80s flashback coming up, which oh. I'm so pumped about. That's going to be amazing. <laughs> Could that be more up our alley? And, hey, a couple more things to add to that list as well because we did – Although we didn't go, we did have a man inside, a mm. lovely Melbourne underscore dad on Instagram, uh, who is Kyle, um, dad of Hudson and a big fan of Gotta Be Done, um, actually managed to catch up with um, Dave McCormack at the signing tent and Joe Brum before the panel and <laughs> uh, said he had uh, given them a good grilling. Joe revealed that uh, Bandit's dad goes off on a spiritual quest to India, uh, which could explain <laughs> his absence. Um, Chili's mum is getting a right, an episode. Oh, my God, and, I'm so excited. That's great. Uh, Joe and the Ludo team had a question for Kyle um, about a lot of talks going back and forth with Moose Toys. What would he think if there was an actual Chattermax? Which- what? I think we already know our answer to that. Like, oh, please, under the sink from the noisy toy. Like, the problem I have with a real life Chattermax is that someone inevitably is going to give it to us, and <laughs> I just. Then oh, you, thanks, kind someone in advance. Then yeah. do you like have that moral debate over whether you just like permanently bin it or something? <laughs> <laughs> How long can you hide it under the kitchen sink yeah, for? How long can you just have run out of batteries in the house? Yeah, not before long. It gets suspicious. Yeah. Um, I think that's the wrap. Okay. That is the wrap of Supernova. So much going on in the Bluey verse. And so yeah. much coming up for us as well, because we're going to get to see um, Bluey's big play soon. Oh, uh, I think June so is going to be a very big Bluey month. So stay tuned on that front. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But 
Back to handstand. Back to handstand. (laughs) Handstands are hard. So I'm going to start off by saying I feel like handstand is a really good portraiture of a typical Australian kids' party in a house. Yes. Like there's just chaos. chaos. And um, nothing organised. I mean, yeah, I don't know about the birthday parties you've gone to, Mary, but it seems only now that we're starting to get like some structured games at birthday parties and Will's four. So, Okay, you mean like so at this age group? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, like it seems very much everyone's just happy to let the kids run around and do their own things still, mostly. Yes, and and it reflects on kids as well. Like the most recent birthday party I went to with Bon, yeah, I would say half of the children there did not understand pass the parcel in any way, shape or form. Like it was (laughs) – and it's hard to explain that game on the go. Like that just raises the pressure to extreme. But, but yeah, paper was ripped. They all had fun. But um, (laughs) you could just give them paper to rip and save yourself the – stop and go on the tape deck so (laughs) who knows (laughs) I loved the chaos of the party actually watching all the little games going on it takes a little while I think in this episode to work out who's running where and who's playing with who and what's going on well there is so much going on um So much commentary on this episode. I haven't counted myself, but one Reddit user did say there's 12 different sequences that loop. So that's parents and kids. Um, And as they all loop, yes, absolutely, you know, classic antics of a birthday party, but also very, very aligned with um, the 1983 Oscar winner for short film or maybe animation. Tango, are you across oh, this? Oh, yes. Yeah, I remember when this came out and you said Tango. Yeah. Yeah. So I had not heard of this film, but um, but you can watch it online. It's only eight minutes, which I don't know, by my calculation, is about a minute longer than any piece of entertainment should be. But uh, <laughs> Except sleepy time. Except, except sleepy, sleepy time, obviously. Uh, <laughs> so maybe it is the perfect number. Um, but, yeah, so uh, Polish director, I do wonder if they've um, kind of uh, referred to this so we had to pronounce it on the podcast because, Kate, bear with me, it's Zbigniew Rybidzinski, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> I think this might be a theme in this episode. Um Polish director, like it's actually amazing to watch because um, back in the eighties, it's it's animated because it's lots of people being filmed doing different things, much as this episode, much as handstand plays out. But then just the film is layered on top of each other, so it's not as though they were getting all the people in and out of the room repeating the action. It's just the same thing filmed over and over, like and then looped over and over again on top mm. of each other. So. Uh, very much the just the single shot into a, a room, and the first um, the first thing you see in that film is a boy throw a ball through a window, climb through the window, and get it. A la Rusty, who is oh. of course the hero of every episode he's in. Yes. Um, so yeah, I definitely recommend checking out that short and yeah, comparing and contrasting. It is there is some adult content in there, uh, not too graphic, but. 
um, yeah, not one to sit down and watch with the kids. kids. But yeah, I'd love to know if anyone had heard of this. Uh, And also if this is just actually Bluey saying, okay, this has an Oscar, where's our Oscar now, please? Thank you very much. (laughs) How does Bluey have an Oscar, seriously? Oh, it'll happen. (laughs) It has to happen. Although, yeah, to be fair, Oscars aren't for TV shows. So (laughs) we do need that Bluey movie. Surely Sleepy Time could be submitted as a standalone. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we do need the Bluey movie. Let's leave it at that. Yeah. tired i'll just rest a little bit uh you mentioned that there were 12 loops mary but actually um skipping ahead to the music the music loops on this as well so there's technically 13 um okay yep the music is character that song pop like the popcorn song yep yep i mean that song for me very very much this um, and it was interesting too how they had like um, this theme going throughout and it just got faster and faster with the key change up every time. Uh, yep. and, and you can't ever find your feet with the beat with this as well and that really does add to that chaotic stress. Stress <laughs> level, yeah. yeah, because it just keeps building. You can feel the tension building throughout. Um and uh, it resolves at the end in the way that we've seen um, a lot of the Bluey episodes sort of do that nice um, smoothing out by bringing in the guitars. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we saw it in Grandad, we saw it in Mr Monkey Jocks, that that yes. theme then gets replaced by the nice calm guitars and it's a very regular time signature as well. So <gasps> it gives you that feeling of <laughs> relief and stability. But, yeah, the music I thought was fantastic. It was almost like an 80s. A mm, bit, again, like, um, squash, a bit video gamey. Yeah. Um, and, and which yeah, makes like sense. The you know, characters are doing a loop of actions, you know. You kind of, yeah, when you get your Mario stuck and, like, running one way, then running back and then running the other way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, Kate, there is one big plot happening in Handstand and that is the ultimate frustration of Bingo, but then also one subplot, which is the ultimate frustration of everyone watching Stripe try to cook party pies <laughs> in the microwave. So which oh do you want to talk God. about can you, Im- can you imagine how I want to talk about the party pies. Can you imagine how soggy those poor party oh. pies have been? Like every Australian knows party pies need to go in the oven. Like yeah, like, like just, just put them in the microwave. Stroopy. Yeah, uh. and then like he was saying, all right. So he was the his loop is that the the pies aren't cooking in the microwave. Yeah. So uh, yeah, but then like he's got them on defrost, and then they cook and they're boiling hot in like five seconds. So <laughs> I know that it's a TV show and they're condensing for the sake of time, but yeah, implausible. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like just horrifying. So I can't even yeah. I can't even think about the implausibleness. I'm just too horrified. But <laughs> I did think the hottest uh boomtish um take on this was from our mate Cam Williams, oh, who yeah. of the podcast, been on the podcast, uh on Twitter, who said, Well, I guess the show does have flaws. Like that was <laughs> <laughs> me seeing a flaw in Bluey, and it's because Stripe puts 
party pies in the microwave, the microwave. which I thought oh. was very fair. Nah, they're still frozen. All right, now let's go back to Bingo. So Bingo. it's Bingo's so. party and well, not that we know that at the start. All we no. know at the start is that Bingo is determined to do a handstand on this on Occasion. this day of days. Yes. yes. <laughs> do you think that, okay, so obviously, spoiler alert, it's her party, but do you think it's maybe she's just turned, like I can turn five and do a handstand? Do you think it's some magical oh, totally. thinking on her part? Yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. And I feel like. Yeah, there is definitely that stage of look at me and what I can do. Yes. Very clearly seem like, like we're hitting peak five-year-old stage now, Mare. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think your your bond is like only weeks away really from. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, oh, man, I wonder what he thinks he's going to be able to do upon turning <laughs> five. Terrifying. Probably run the country like knowing him. Possible. <laughs> um yeah, did you have? Did you reach any birthdays thinking I will be able to do this on a birthday? Mm, Eighteen drive drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, the no. lines do get a bit clearer as you get older, yeah. don't they? But I did. I did have a really big existential crisis on my tenth birthday. Yeah, so the night before my birthday, when I was nine, turning ten, I remember waking up. And just being terrified because I would never be a single digit ever again. Oh, I know. I was like, my whole life, I will never be justified. Yeah. And I was like, I've got like 90 years of being double digits. Like, I really wasn't that excited about it. Oh, man. (laughs) Anyway, that was just a weird moment in Kate's life. And I'm over it now. But. Did you ever yeah. have an existential crisis on your birthday? I don't or? think, no. I, I always wanted to be able to do a handstand and and cartwheels especially and never got particularly good at either. No, same. But, yeah, no, I never had that this will be the day I do it. Whereas Bon, we led up to his fourth birthday saying he was very reticent about going down like the fireman pole in a playground, which mm. um, we call a bat pole. And the lead up to his fourth oh, because birthday. because he's obsessed with Batman, right? So yes, it's like yeah. the bat cave and the but, bat pole. So you'd think he'd want to, but um, no, he's it's just a bridge too far. So we're like, okay, well, you know, we'll, we'll help you for now, but when you're four, you'll be able to do it yourself. And he got to Ooh. four. He's like playgrounds were locked down at the time. So it took a while to actually get him to the playground um after fourth birthday and then like just didn't miss a beat he's like I'll do it when I'm five (laughs) (laughs) so so yeah uh birthday like milestones for doing things don't always work uh postponing (laughs) yeah that works too yeah Yeah. I mean a lot of birthdays are being postponed at the moment because mom can you watch me do a handstand okay sweetie just just hang on I'm watching keep watching I can Oh, good one, honey. No, no, I haven't done it yet. Oh, okay. I'm watching. Oh, almost. So Bingo doing a handstand, uh, the way Bingo is drawn, her hands don't actually even reach above her head, do they? Like, am I am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Um, <laughs> so yeah. what's, the, what's the anatomy of Bingo doing a handstand? Is this like go-go <laughs> gadget arms type thing? <laughs> They make it look okay, really, in the drawing, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, they must have to stretch her out a bit 
I don't know. If they shorten her head, I don't know. <laughs> Did you watch the YouTube tu- tutorial about, um, I think it's lovely Beth from the Bluey team, how to draw ah. Bluey and Bingo? No. Yeah, so that's on the Bluey website. Well worth a watch if you're trying to impress your nibblings or your kids. Yeah, I'll show you. Hang on. Where's mine? I was just, I was practising it the other day. <laughs> go over Kate. I know. Here we go. I can show you because we're on video call. Ooh, nailing it. Wow, we get it. Okay. Does it, is the instruction start by drawing a mobile phone shape? Yeah, it was like start with like a square and like Bingo's ears are slightly rounder because she's younger and yeah, it was good. It was really good. Okay. This Bingo journey, just needing someone to see see her handstand and needing to be seen is really oh. Oh, the message of this episode. Yeah. Um, it, it goes on for long enough that it's frustrating almost um, because so many people could have just taken a second and seen Bingo do the handstand in the first half of the episode. But finally we see when they introduce Nana, well, Bingo's not the only one feeling frustrated. la dee I'm in the way a bit here. So we see um, Nana Chris um, wandering around. Like Bingo is inside trying to get someone to see her doing a handstand, and Nana's outside trying to have someone to help. Mm -hmm. And who's getting knocked back? I know you've spent so much time, particularly in like old people's homes, because of your grandparents. And, like, that whole thing of not being seen, that whole invisible generation, that must have really resonated for you. Definitely, yeah. And the frustration as well, I guess, of, you know, having having seen that play out for my grandparent, grandma, you know, is in a home now and struggling to do a lot of things. But even as she lost eyesight, you know, she was losing mobility, all those things, she'd still be, oh, I can help with that. Oh, let me do those dishes. Like it's such a, you've been helping all your life to suddenly be told you can't help or have your body telling you you can't help. Ultimate frustration. But yeah, also the ultimate thing to be aware of, you know, trying to keep the old people in your life feeling valuable. Yeah. Yeah. What was breaking your heart more, watching Bingo so frustrated or watching Nana just being sort of sidelined? Well, it's so, yeah, I guess I'd never really thought about the the similarities there, although on the theme of breaking hearts we were talking the other week about um, Old People's Home for Four-Year-Olds mm. and, yeah, that show has just nailed the the similarities between kids need attention Old people need attention and they can give it to each other and bring out a lot in each other. I guess both of them, you know, how often are we in that situation where we could be giving someone a bit more attention but a party to organise or the chaos of life? Um, It was definitely breaking my heart on all fronts really. Mm. Um, so yeah, this was a tears episode for me I think, even amidst all the popcorn music and um and chaos. Yeah, the triggering chaos of the <laughs> yes, child's exactly. birthday party. Oh. Are you okay, little fella? Yes. 
Anything I can help with? No. Yeah, Nana really got me. I think it was one thing to watch Bingo, but I think because we're so used to, like, you know, I'm used to having children. <laughs> in- children, well, yeah. yes. Yes, and I know that sounds awful, but it's so true. You know, like you've got 100 requests every five minutes Go, mom, 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 and at some point in the day you do just go into your couch and you're on your phone go, yeah, mate, yeah, yeah, <laughs> what is it, five minutes. Oh, which I feel terribly guilty about now that I'm sharing it. But um yeah, it was it was Nana that really got me like watching that and it's sort of like, oh well that's that's the next phase, really, isn't it? You know, like we're in this peak, busy sort of point and mm. then there'll come a day where we'll be like, Oh, I can help with that and people are, Oh no, no, it's okay. <laughs> like oh. Well, yeah, I definitely hadn't put myself into Nana's shoes and I'm happy to not do that for quite a while. Long time, long time down the track. It put me, like, have you heard that term, the sandwich generation, which often gets put on kind of women from our age group up to even kind of our parents' age group where they're both looking after their ageing, like extremely ageing parents, but then also... Um, either children or grandchildren. And mm-hmm. and so it's usually something the sandwich generation, like generation, actually half a generation because they're usually talking about women who are yeah. doing all of this caring at both ends and getting sandwiched. Um, but it made like, and I've kind of always just accepted that on face value, but actually it makes both looking after children and looking after elderly sound like such a burden, which of course, you know, for time consumption and the emotion of it and everything else it, it is. But at the same time, I've been reading a lot lately about um, working life and, um, you know, just the madness of modern life is not structured for everyone. It is built around a very simple um, formula of what a six-foot man needs who is supported at home and you yeah. know has ironing done for him and all those kind of things and and this is the way we've built our society so everyone else rush rush rushes to keep up with this impossible person who can just you know work all week and then take time off on the weekend and it's all very simple whereas of course it's not simple and it's getting more complex so yeah. um yeah, this episode sort of brought up all that for me in that, wow, we need to tear down society. Like, have we done this yet? Like, sort it out. Yeah. Um, have you read um, Annabelle Crabbe's book, The Wife Trout? She's a very well-known political commentator here in Australia. I I know it and I have read bits of it, but no, it's probably one to sit down and read cover to cover. It, yeah. Should I? I? I haven't read the whole thing, but okay, like the, cool. the gist but of it. We're so busy and we both need wives. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. But the gist is that women need wives. Like we need that person keeping the home fires burning if we're going to do the things that we need or want to do career-wise. It's an interesting contention. <sighs> or just every person should be put on a half-time job and the <laughs> price of living should be halved so every family whatever it looks like could just you know work half the like the one person work half the week the other one work half the week and make it all work around the edges and actually divide labor which includes being sandwiched mm. evenly like it's 
And, you know, this episode probably doesn't have so much of a nod to that. Obviously, Stripe and uh, Bandit are pulling their weight in Mm -hmm. this particular scenario. But even with everyone pulling their weight in this picture, Bingo and Nana are both kind of left on the edge on what they need. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to cry. Yeah. I'll take this in a different direction because for everyone else that isn't Bingo and Nana in this episode, the what sprang into my head was that um, John Lennon quote, you know, life's what happens to you when you're busy yeah. making other, other plans. plans. Because I obviously everyone in this is making other plans around the fact that they're celebrating Bingo while they fail to celebrate Bingo. Mm. Um, have you seen the film yesterday? Yes, and it was terrible. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. Oh, my oh, God. God. It just drove me mad because the premise was so good and the execution was so poor. Oh, okay. Yeah, so <laughs> it did it legitimately made me think of that, but also I just needed to vent about this film, which I watched recently. <laughs> Um, and if you haven't heard of it, like, I, I think it was like, was it a blockbuster? It certainly was very extremely promoted on buses. Um, as far as I can tell. <laughs> that's what um, makes block, yeah. a bus block. A bus, a bus block. Buster. I don't know what that is. Um, but yeah, so premise of the film is something happens in the universe and, uh, the memory of the Beatles are wiped from everyone except this one guy who happens to be a struggling singer. And two other randoms that just like stalk him, which is There's just, there is one good joke in this whole film (laughs) and it happens about 15 minutes in. So if you're going to watch the film, cut out after that. Oh, I found the bits with Ed Sheeran quite funny. Okay, does Ed Sheeran own the Beatles back catalogue? I just couldn't even understand why he was in this film. And being held up as like this amazing songwriter that only someone with the Beatles back catalogue could duel with. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm just so furious. <laughs> I'm just so relieved that you hate it too. <laughs> I guess, yeah, where I'm going with that is there's a good lesson to learn from the Beatles. Perhaps, you know, perhaps we should be paying more attention to the life that's happening while we make other plans. <laughs> Perhaps we should also not make films about the Beatles. Is just yeah. the yeah. <laughs> oh, it's the worst. I'll just okay, put these pie things out, honey. Did you see me? Uh-huh. Yay! No one wants to watch my handstand. The thing that really resonated, I think, for me in Handstand Mary was that just reflecting on how much we do for our kids when it's really not the important thing that they need. So, I I mean, lockdown 2020 in Melbourne was a really hard time for lots of people, but it was actually really interesting um, watching our kids at the time because they really, like, were doing great by having more family time and less time running around. I need to remember this, actually, because life feels very, very busy uh, a lot now. Yeah. Um, we're jamming in, you know, the soccer and the Oz kicks and the birthday parties. But maybe handstands that reminder that we need to just slow down and pay more attention to what our kids need in the moment and just having that moment of fun. 
Once we've teared down society, right? Once you teared down society <laughs> and all the rules right. around it. Yep, that sounds great. Great. I'll uh, grab my pitchfork. Man, this is going to be wonderful. Chloe, can you watch me do my handstands? Okay, Bingo. But please watch the whole thing, okay? I will. Okay, go, Chloe. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it again. Did you see me? Oh, no, sorry, Bingo. I was doing the dominoes. That's okay. Let's talk about the moment where Bingo um, does her handstand and uh, she thinks no one's seen her and she's so dejected and then she hears Nana's voice ringing out. I saw you, Bingo. You saw my handstand for real life? I did. It was great. I saw you, Bingo. Like, isn't that just, it gives me chills. There is nothing more important in life for anyone than to feel seen. Yes. Yeah. Thanks, Brene. It's, um, uh, <laughs> it's so gorgeous and, and it's oh. so deliberate as well, the yes. use of that I saw you because yep. then the, the final line when suddenly the big reveal, it's Bingo's party and everyone's looking And the duck coming out onto the table. And, and we know from the last episode, you know, we realise it before anyone actually says it because of that duck cake, this is Bingo's party. Yeah. But then what Chili says is, Has anyone seen Bingo? It's very deliberately placed there. Like this episode is about being seen and feeling valued, and yeah. which is such a hard come down after after duck cake as well, because it was all about like giving service. and service yeah. and and how you care for people, and what everyone's just forgotten the lessons of duck cake already. <laughs> Oh, see, I took it in a different direction. So I recently listened to Toxic Positivity and it was saying, <laughs> okay. yeah, I know, light, light. Um, but it was, it was really interesting because it was talking about the fronts we put on for other people and it prevents us from actually being seen as we are because ah. there's so much pressure on, you know, having everything look perfect from an exterior to the point where you can't be honest about what's really going on and what your needs are. And I was really thinking about that with this episode because that moment, you know, like everything outside looks how it should, but what Bingo actually needs in that moment is just for someone to acknowledge that hard Mm. work. Yeah. Yeah. And Which, it's her grandma. And it was so meaningful for me that it was her grandmother that saw that too, because I had an amazing connection with my grandma. I know you've got an amazing relationship with your grandmother too, man. Mm-hmm. That, you know, that they see you for who you are and what you need. And that love, that just that all encompassing love around that was beautiful. And I guess, yeah, that they have the time to do that as well. Like, I yeah. guess grandparents having time is such a big part of a positive grandchild-grandparent relationship as well because you do get that, you know, you don't have to rush with grandma or granddad and, well, certainly that was my experience growing up. And I don't know if like even I can imagine even grandparents are rushed now, Mm. which is another reason we have to smash society. It's on the list. (laughs) I'm doing it. Um, I can just imagine you on your skates just smashing everything. Smash, yep, great. So anyway, 
anyway, we've got the beautiful guitars at this point with that steady beat. Everything feels resolved. Um, quite a cliffhanger, though, at the end, though, because Chili's yelling out, bingo, has anyone seen bingo? And they're off in their own room in their own little world having this beautiful moment of connectedness. I feel like you can assume they would eventually work out the cake's happening and they'd go out there, though. Or do you think this episode needs a single, a sequel? <laughs> no, no, it's all right. I'm quite happy to leave it where it was. But I just thought it was a really interesting resolution. So, yeah, and, and yeah, coming right back to that theme, that those words would have been so deliberately chosen to really focus on that being seen. Uh, so gorgeous. Um, I talked about how many people had gotten in touch with their hot takes on this who are regular correspondents. Um, oh, yes. Probably foremost among them, Nathan P, who I think was the first listener who ever got in touch with his every episode of Bluey Ranked. Oh, I love this guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so hi, Nathan. Um, his email uh, back in December after this episode aired said he couldn't stop thinking about handstand. Uh, the music for him, he notes the swelling chorus sound, which to mm. him sounds like Blood by the Middle East, which is a Queensland band. Um, but, yeah, he said he got all undergraduate art student um, thinking about, you know, what is the purpose of the performer, bingo, in the regimented nine-to-five workaday society? Um, and also what is the place of the elderly when everything has a cost-benefit utility analysis, mm. which... Um, Smash Society. Yeah. Um, but also uh, he has re-ranked um, all 103 episodes because this was before um, Christmas Swim. What a legend. That's <laughs> a legend. Um, and uh, highlighted very – Nathan is so helpful. So highlighted for us where new episodes from this latest drop have come in. Ooh. And, okay, so camping and sleepy time, still number one and number two. Handstand, number three. So wow. we haven't talked about ranking our favourite episodes for a while, Kate. Not for a while. I think last time it was pretty much bike number one for both of us, though. Yes. This Take I think away. we did it before. Pre-sleepy time, pre, mm, mm, yeah. I don't know if I could do, do it now. Do you think it's too many. Still your favorite? Yes, I think forever and a day. Like mm. there's too much emotional attachment there that was just formed the first time I saw it. Yeah. So maybe this is something we need to look at redoing our top ten. Mm, possibly. Oh, mm. I don't know if I could take the pressure, but maybe one day. Just what we needed. I can do that. I can do that, Stripey. <laughs> I'll do it after I finish my essays. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, yeah, listeners, you are hearing us as uh, uh, full moon eclipses as Kate smashes out a unit of her masters. <laughs> and so much is going on in our. We've said, you know, as Victoria teeters on lockdown again. Um, yep. What else is going on in life? There's just too much. Oh, too my much. dog died on the weekend. That was oh. really sad. Yeah, poor Lucky. Guest on camping, if you're a yes. regular listener to the podcast. Aww. His voice has been preserved forevermore. Yeah, probably barking at a child or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he loved, he loved our daughter Olivia and everyone else he was ambivalent about, but he was the goodest dog for her. Anyway, it was very sad. Uh, How's River going, by the way? 
Only puppy in the house must be. River is still here. Yeah, the uh, the circle of life is hitting hard with our dogs at the moment. But yes, rivers are very much still puppy like. Is eating through dog toys. Oh yeah. Did Lucky ever do this? Like, well, we never had Lucky when he was a puppy. But remember when we had Buddy? He he would destroy everything inside. Yeah, man. Like the dog toy industry is a scam. They're not made to stand up to dogs. Like. Kmart lady, just get the cheapest. Perhaps, just, perhaps I just wait for Chattermax to come into our house and then like, <laughs> dog toy. There you go. Can you <laughs> imagine very the funny. noise that would make as it dies, oh. though? Oh my God. <laughs> hmm? Where'd it go? Um, hey, <laughs> most valuable player in the episode for you? Uh, I think Nana Chris. Mm. Definitely not Stripe. <laughs> <laughs> Get away from the microwave. You? Uh, I'm going to go bingo. I think she did yeah. a great job. And um, the resilience she showed with trying to get someone to see her handstand. And then I just I just love the way her tail just starts wagging when Nana says, I saw you bingo. And that's my line as well. That, yes. that would have to be the, the phrase of the episode is, I saw you bingo. Uh, so gorgeous mine too but the hot runner-up and I can't remember exactly what it is but Nana says oh I don't think Nana's a very good at relaxing Related. I'll drop it in. <laughs> yeah but yeah I thought of uh both of us uh yeah. at that line like as much as yeah we say we would uh like to do nothing um yeah maybe we are a bit Nana Chris as well <laughs> maybe yeah I think we're there Oh, we've talked about this for so long. You've got so much to cut out. It's not funny. (laughs) (laughs) No. Oh, well, there's one more thing to add, though. Very topical. Deleted scene. (laughs) Oh, tell me about the deleted scene. So I think this is the only Bluey episode which has a deleted scene. I don't know if it was actually added after, but um, so many people asked after this episode, where is... Uh, Muffin and Socks and oh. also Lila, Bingo's friend from daycare. Yeah. The Ludo team after the event and probably about a week of hashtag where is Socks um, <laughs> was kicking around the internet, um, uh, released a still of the three of them in front of the TV watching Cat Squad and that was pretty <laughs> adorable. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is a very special episode for a lot of reasons, including that it left out key characters and then found a way to explain their absence. So <laughs> thank you for that. It put a lot of minds to rest. <laughs> Isn't that just the like the thing at every kid's party, though? There is a point where the young ones in particular, they're so overstimulated and, like, you're just like, we're just going to watch some TV now. Yeah, yeah. so smart. So yeah. smart. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm feeling it. It's very relatable. Um, I feel like uh mailbag has been scattered throughout this episode. Yeah. Thank you everyone who got in touch about handstand. Um, Do you have any we, we know that now? Uh, one quick we know that now that isn't even bluey related, but lovely um Pete and Sarah, who are regular correspondents as well, um wanted to just uh loop us in that when we talked about swim school we talked about I am Spartacus and that ad Mm. uh with the wallet and the I am someone it's I am Eugene and the ad is for we thought maybe banks or beer actually for Jim Beam so for everyone who was like yeah what is going on there now everyone knows (laughs) Uh, yeah (laughs) thank you for solving the mysteries of the universe for us guys 
Uh, much appreciated. Um, <laughs> if you want to solve any universe mysteries for us, you can do so uh, on social media. We're at FullyPod at, on Instagram, at FullyPodcast on Twitter. We're on Facebook. You can email us, blueypod at gmail.com. And, of course, um, we're coming at you with all the rest of the episodes from this season. Um, so you should definitely subscribe and rate and review us too wherever you get your podcasts. So much more to talk about, Mary, and so much bluey excitement ahead. With Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, it's going to be <laughs> wild. And we actually don't have that many more episodes, but we do have potentially some special guests around the corner. So, yes, it has been a hand step. <laughs> it has I feel been. Seen. It's been a party. What can I say? Um, um, chaos, yeah. Um, until next week. It'll probably be chaos. Uh, it's got <laughs> to be done. done. <laughs> Bye. Bye. How are they? Oh, 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 oh.